0: From Odyssey, I'm Lauren Barry, and this is the On Deadline podcast, where we take a closer look at stories from our radio newsrooms across the nation. Today, On Deadline is looking at the largest North American sports contract ever signed and what it says not just about America's historic pastime, but also about us. The most lucrative contract in sports history comes in a confusing time in the American economic story. Many are struggling to pay rent, and more and more workers are dipping into their 401Ks to make ends meet. But people are also shelling out thousands of dollars to watch their idols, Taylor Swift and Beyonce, on tour. On the baseball front, Shohei Otani is a talent like no other, the type of athlete fans hope to watch play in their lifetime. Pundits have even called Otani the modern-day Babe Ruth. And after months of speculation, Otani agreed to a 10 year, $700 million contract to become a Los Angeles Dodger. Let's say that again $700 million! For reference, Babe Ruth's highest earning years came in 1930 and 1931 when he made $80,000. That's the equivalent of just $1.5 million today. How things have changed. With $700 million, the Dodgers could have also signed every current NFL running back for the remainder of their contracts. What's even stranger is that Otani is opting to defer $68 million of his $70 million annual salary every year. That's according to a report from The Athletic. What that means is that when his contract is done in 2034, he'll be paid the remaining $680 million over the next 10 years. The decision is meant to help the team spend more so they can be even more competitive. But it's been criticized by both pundits and former athletes who say that tomorrow isn't promised. To break down the contract and exactly how a team can justify paying out $700 million for just one player, Lauren Anderson, the director of the Warsaw Sports Business Center at the University of Oregon, joined Odyssey.
1: I think some people look at that and they say, well, so does he get $700 million up front, or is some of that deferred later, and does some of that go to agents or managers or lawyers? What's the breakdown?
2: For sure. I mean, your your agents typically are going to take about 3% of that. So so that's you know a little bit off the top. Then you've got your normal tax situation. Um, Major League Baseball players pay taxes in every one of the states they play in, as well as their federal obligations, and then whatever taxing will happen back in Japan. But that deferral schedule, it's going to allow the Dodgers to continue to do what they've been doing so well the last few years, bringing in players, not being afraid to spend the money, keep the team on the trajectory to keep winning. And I think they're really chasing that that elusive big World Series win. And
1: of course, that's what the Dodgers want. They want that. But along the way, if you have a big name person like this, who's a superstar, let's talk about the return on investment. What else besides winning it all?
2: Well, you're certainly, um, they've got a pretty significant media deal with Spectrum and their regional sports network. So that's, they got about 15 years left on an eight plus billion dollar contract. They're going to certainly see an uptick in sponsorships and marketing and the fees that they can charge for that. The Dodgers are already one of the top clubs in terms of ticket sales, but certainly they're not selling out every game right now. I expect they'll be a lot closer to that. They're probably at 75, 80% now. So they'll be closer to 100% as that goes on. Merchandise. They'll get their percentage the same as every other team in Major League Baseball, and there'll be a significant bump in the merchandise that'll be sold because everybody now needs the Dodgers versus an Angels jersey. The fan base in Japan is rabid, so the global economic impact of this for another like messy like star is just going to create some really interesting new media rights, I think, for the Dodgers and some additional media revenue, revenue streams coming out of the global market. And then, sort of, the other thing, you know, back pocket, like I said, these guys are smart. When they didn't put a deal out there, that wouldn't create a return on an investment. But if you look at the landscape of Major League Baseball as a whole, there certainly look within the next, you know, probably three to five years, there's probably going to be some expansion teams coming. That creates a significant pool of money for the current owners to get some expansion fee money coming in. And then anytime team sales happen, there's also a little bit of revenue that kicks over to the club at that point in time. So I think they've got their eye pretty smartly on where all the revenue streams are coming in and put up a number they knew they could support being in such a big market, Hollywood's Backyard. I think I think they're in a really good position to make this happen.
1: Your thoughts on all this big money just the other day we heard about a major golfer going over to the live the Saudi back live golf tour for like a zillion dollars. And then you watch (laughs) what happens in soccer. Where's all this money coming from? And is it just going to keep going? And then the people with the deepest pockets are going to have the biggest stars.
2: I think that's going to be a part of it. I I do think that a lot of this money ultimately is coming down and the leagues and the revenue streams are really being driven by the media market and where the media landscape is shifting so much. You know, linear TV is changing very dramatically, cable changing dramatically, uprise the streaming service and over the top. Like It's just a whole changing economics. It's, I mean, it's fascinating to see what's going to happen. I can't believe that the curve is going to be as steep as it is right now forever. But for those who are along the ride and able to capitalize on it, and they're, they're sure catching their paycheck. <laughs>
0: Otani is coming off an MVP season, a World Baseball Classic gold medal, and one of the best statistical seasons a two way player has ever had. While he, and certainly his agent, would argue that he's deserving of his deal, it still raises a question. Will baseball fans support a near billion dollar payday? And what will they expect if they do? The last three years have seen Americans struggling at the grocery store, the gas pump, and everywhere else, they've had to open their wallets. A study from Fidelity Investments found that 401k balances fell by 4% as hardship withdrawals have skyrocketed. The report also found that 57% of American adults wouldn't be able to afford a $1,000 emergency expense if it was sprung on them. The Mark Cox talk show gave the every man and every woman's perspective on Otani's payday.
1: So I was reading the CBS article about this, and it says, you know, don't worry, the Dodgers are making money off of this, too. It says no player in the sport generates revenue like Otani. He sells tickets and jerseys and opens the door to new Japanese sponsors and fans. Uh, It says, according to L.A. Times, Otani made the Angels $10 million to $20 million a year in advertising, marketing and whatnot. And so they're saying that they're gonna get this money back, There's that they're no more way. than willing to There's... invest seven hundred million dollars in him because they're expecting him to bring in a lot of fans, sell a lot of jerseys, all kinds of marketing deals he has. I think he's overpaid. I I under I have no problem with with some of these athletes getting paid a, a good salary. They work hard, their bodies are I mean, all kinds of, of stuff that they're going through, the schedules are rigorous. I I, I get all that. There's money in the entertainment industry. But 700 million dollars, I don't know if you can justify that
2: to me. It
3: gets back to the belief in these big towns like New York and LA that you can buy championships. Otani does not have a World Series ring, the to, to best of my knowledge. Correct. Uh, he played with Mike Trout, who's another one of the greatest players in the game.
1: Also one of the highest players I believe. And
3: they don't he uh, when they played together, they didn't win a championship. So even paying him that much and bringing him to LA, it's certainly no guarantee they've already got a huge salary anyway for all of their players. I I don't I don't I just don't understand that. Nobody's worth that much.
1: That's money. what Bill's saying on Facebook. There's no man on this earth worth that much money. To Bill's point, I mean, you're paying how much for a ticket these days? Obviously, it depends on the team and how they're doing that season. I get that there's a lot of factors.
4: I saw the memes already. The new price for a hot dog
3: and a beer at at uh, Dodger Dodger Stadium Stadium, three hundred (laughs) dollars.
1: There you go.
0: while there may be hard feelings and criticism over Otani's contract, some fans are feeling pure joy. To discuss the signing, Dodger broadcaster Charlie Steiner joined Odyssey in Los Angeles.
4: You know, I was just talking with someone else about it. Between Otani, Freeman, and Mookie, even with the other six lineup spots as a question mark on the day-to-day, this has to be one of the greatest offensive teams the Dodgers or really any team has ever fielded.
3: Well, the front three is one all-star after another capped off by essentially he's, he's the Taylor Swift of, of baseball. <laughs> he, he's larger than life. He's the biggest star in the game. It completely opens up Asia to the Dodger burgeoning family. I mean, this is one of those deals that transcends baseball. It's about as big as it comes, you know, L.A., Hollywood, stars, all of that. He's the star of stars, and here he is right smack dab in the middle of the Dodger lineup for the next decade.
4: Well, and one of the most amazing things is the timing, the way they do schedules now. We're going to have that freeway series very early in the year. What do you think his reception is going to be at that?
3: How can, how can you not cheer the guy? Even if you're a, you know, an Angel fan, what he did for them for six years, he more than kept up his end of the bargain. And then he was permitted to be a free agent because them's the rules. And he was able, basically because of his talent, his charisma, all of the stuff that he brings to the dance, he was able to control nearly everything about this process from beginning to end. And it ended finally this morning.
4: Charlie, I've got to wonder, obviously winning the World Series a few years ago tops the list, but even just the signing of Otani, where does this rank on moments for Dodgers and Dodger fans over the last several years?
3: Well, again, one of the things about the Dodgers, and and I'm big on Dodger history. As you know, growing up in New York as a Brooklyn Dodger fan, I wanted to announce for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Then they moved. But the Dodgers have always had transcendent players and personalities throughout their history. I mean, let's just begin in '47 with Jackie Robinson, and as the years would go on, we had Sandy Koufax, and and all of the great players of historical proportions that you know were bigger than just baseball players. What they meant to the game and in many ways, to the fabric of American society, whether it was Koufax or or, um, Robinson. And now in this case, here's a a Japanese fella who is arguably, in terms of just sheer talent, the greatest player who has ever lived, we will see over the next decade. So it's another transcendent personality above and beyond being uh, the best player in the game. So it's a big deal on so many levels And after the disappointment of last year, in fact, the year before, here comes Otani uh, to join Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and the rest. And once again, the Dodgers and their fans are feeling awfully good about themselves
4: today. Absolutely. Charlie, lastly, I want to ask you, you I also grew up in Brooklyn, and you know just as well as I do that baseball is just so steeped into the DNA of that place how much does this signing put Los Angeles on that same road for baseball just to become even more solidified into the DNA of the city?
3: Well, you know, what's interesting is that the Dodgers, of course, have been here since 58, do the math. And, you know, they were in Brooklyn for about the same length of time. So the, the Dodgers now are Brooklyn slash Los Angeles and going forward, the Los Angeles Dodgers and the history of the franchise are there as, of course, the Brooklyn Dodgers were. But again, it, it, it's the quality of player, the quality of people that, uh, that have been part of this Dodger franchise, certainly in my lifetime, that makes them stand out and, and they're utterly unique.
0: Envy and anger and pessimism, they're all thieves of joy. So let's focus on the best-case scenario for Los Angeles, where the budget deficit has reached $68 billion, mainly due to months of unexpectedly low tax revenues. With big contracts for superstar athletes, could come economic stimulus through new jobs, increasing sales, consumer spending, and tourism dollars. So if you're a baseball fan, your best bet at this point is to sit in left field, grab a beer, eat a hot dog, and get ready to tell your kids how you saw one of the greatest to ever do it. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strouser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to On Deadline, Odyssey serving of a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts to stay informed.